0: How you are in the world matters. Overwhelm is inevitable and optional. It's time to listen up and make it optional for you. Hello and welcome. In this week's episode, I want to talk about how to weather the inevitable storms. How to weather the inevitable storms. So I think we have this idea. I know I certainly have done and it's still pops up that when something goes wrong it really shouldn't that's not fair why why is it happening to me which is quite funny if you think about it so I think that starting from the position that stuff will go wrong that there are just that's part of life storms are inevitable is a really good place to start and I don't mean that in a depressing way and I don't mean that in any I don't mean changing your position from optimist to pessimist at all that's really important what I mean is that if we just accept that not everything's in our control in fact a lot of stuff isn't in our control and that life is messy and that that's not a lot of it is neither good nor bad it just is so that there are storms and we can we ha- the choice we do have is whether to be swept up in them And sometimes it feels impossible not to be. So illness, death, you know, accidents, financial loss, other people's dramas, our own dramas, relationships. You know, there's a lot of deep emotion and it's very difficult not to be swept up in it. But it can be really helpful to learn to weather storms and hold our course through them rather than being swept over. And this is easier when we're not overwhelmed, which is why it's so important to address the overwhelm first. So to address the overwhelm first, I highly recommend that you start with my one minute mark audio and schedule it to do on the hour every hour for seven days. You won't do it on the hour every day, partly because um, it's probably impossible And partly also because there'll be storms to weather that will get in your way. But what happens is if I if I I used to say do it once a day for five days and then people would do it twice and then miss it. And then it became this huge occasion. It's one minute. For goodness sake, you have one minute. If you can't find one minute, I don't. I don't think I can help you, you know, I can't help you. You have to make the commitment to take back a moment for yourself. And committing to doing it on the hour every hour seems to result in people doing it about three times every day. On average, some people do it more, some people do it less, but people tend not to miss a day. So I'm upping my ante. I am going to challenge you to get hold of the one minute mark which I'll put the link in the show notes and schedule it commit to doing it every hour on the hour obviously not when you're asleep um, or when it would be rude to do so like in a meeting or inappropriate because you're driving but just to set that as a challenge for yourself and then you'll gradually work out when it works for you I mean it might you might not like it if you don't like it you're not going to do it are you but if you like it I haven't met anyone yet. Well, maybe they wouldn't tell me. Mm, that's an interesting. Would people tell me if they didn't like it? I don't know. It doesn't really matter, does it? If it's for you, <laughs> then you're going to want to do it more because it's good for you. Really good for you. So I'm not going to go into the whole one minute mark and neutral noticing. I'll do that in another episode for you. Because I don't think I've actually done a whole episode on the one minute mark. And I think that would be helpful, actually, wouldn't it? Yes, Heidi, why have you not done this before? Because I have too many ideas. Anyway, yes, to help with your overwhelm, please do start with the one minute mark. And then when you start to get a bit of relief from the overwhelm, then this will make more sense because otherwise it's just another pressure. But it might help you anyway. Let's see. Let's give it a go. So accepting that storms will happen. But that your job is to hold your course rather than getting swept up into them, but that you might still get swept up in them. I know I do. But but realising sooner when you have got swept up in them and then having tools and resources to do something about it. Yes, yeah? so it's, it's not some punishing toughening up oh there's there's a big storm you know i'm in this big drama life's really tough at the moment i'm gonna push on through regardless Uh uh-oh no 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 if you're new to this podcast you won't know yet but i am about not pushing yourself through not toughening up um not trying really hard not forcing your mind to think through overwhelm not pushing your body on regardless of pain and exhaustion and weariness not 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 all of that that's old way of doing stuff no for listeners of this podcast we choose to stop trying really hard trying to be better all of the time um, and sacrificing our health and relationships and our ability to feel joy and have fun to get stuff done so it's all about achieving your goals with ease and while improving your health and relationships Yes, I know, a tall order, but completely possible. I'm doing it, my clients are doing it, we're all doing it. So let's get on with it. And we're doing it in a way that doesn't add to our to-do list or our overwhelm or our exhaustion, because that would be counterproductive. And yes, it's tricky. And that's why I used to tell people to do the one minute mark only once a day, because I thought, oh no, I can't ask people to do more than that because they're really overwhelmed and they'll get exhausted. No, actually I found the opposite is true. So I'm gonna I getting stricter and <laughs> getting a bit like a bit more challenging because it works better so that's what my new my new program which is just closed for um the first group intake which I'm really really excited about get your life back that is very intense as in structured but doesn't add to your overwhelm and your exhaustion woohoo yeah it's fun it's well it's fun for me Is it fun for the people in it? I think so. They're very excited. I'm very excited. And I've had two people go through it who have just graduated one to one. The third one is about to graduate in a few weeks and they absolutely loved it. So I'm very, very excited, very proud of that. So where does that leave you with this episode? Right. If you want a life that works for you, if you want to achieve the things that your heart longs for without wrecking your health and relationships, without missing out on those moments of joy that surround us, the opportunities, you know, that make life worth living, then you need to do things differently than the current norm, which is very pushy. And just all about toughening up because it's a nonsense for people like you and me who are too sensitive and have too and too conscientious. So we can't it's like can't drop our standards, but we want it all. We don't want to be exhausted and overwhelmed all the time. So if that's, if this is relating at all, listen up. So when we start to accept that storms are going to come, even when we do the work, even when we let go of the habits that no longer serve us, like pushing ourselves too hard, even when we recover our health and have this great ability to control our attention and stay living on purpose, even when we do all of that, stuff's going to happen. Big stuff, small stuff. So small stuff, although if you've seen me in tech, it doesn't feel small. So I practised this technique this morning. Um, my partner went to work and I found it very difficult to look him in the eye and say goodbye nicely because I was in the middle of a tech storm. Um, and I'm I'm not going to say I'm not good with tech. I've actually changed my mind. I, Well, I am changing my mind by telling myself I am good at tech. Because I think I need to do that. I just... I'm tired of hearing from the people closest to me that I'm rubbish with tech and I'm tired of feeling like I'm rubbish with it because I'm clearly not rubbish at it. I started this podcast without any help, apart from watching Pat Flynn, who is amazing, and how to get started in podcast, podcasting. But I didn't, I just bought a mic and plugged it in and, and used Audacity and watched the videos on how to edit on Audacity and then I found Buzzsprout, who got to be the nicest, friendliest, most wonderful podcast platform ever, I love them, and I don't know, just got on with it. So that's techie, right? And yeah, so I'm not rubbish with tech, I just get really impatient because I really can't be bothered to be dealing with tech issues. It's not my forte, I'm not interested, I really don't care, I don't want to learn how to deal with stuff like that I'm just not interested but at this stage of my business um, there's stuff that my kids are good with tech but they can't do everything remotely and the thing that happened this morning couldn't be done remotely there was nobody to phone there's nothing I can do I couldn't outsource it so I had to get on with it so I did it so I decided right this is a tech storm this tends to, to to result in rage and overwhelm And me losing that gorgeous part of the day when I'm really creative and driven, and I'm not having that because I've got a plan for today and this is not going to derail it. And I couldn't do the thing without sorting out the tech. It was that bad because the error message kept popping up every few seconds. Oh, my God. So I actually couldn't do anything without sorting this. And I, by turning that around, by deciding I was going to weather this storm and stay on course, and I had a really important thing I wanted to do today... I taught myself to be better at that. So if you start with something small, and I would say that's not small for me, that's medium. So I've been practising on tiny things. So if we want to weather big storms, and big storms do come, we know this. And I don't want to talk about the big storm that's been going on for the last year. Because that's another story. I mean big storms that are personal to you. Because lockdown has affected everybody in different ways. That's why I don't want to talk about that. But for you, you know, for all of us, there are there's health problems, there's financial problems, there's relationship, there's moving house. There's like there's always something, work, everything. There's There will always be something big. But if you but it, and it's difficult to, to stay, you know, committed to yourself and looking after yourself through a storm. However, if you practice on tiny things, it gets much, much easier. So. Pick something tiny, the next tiny storm, when you feel that rage coming. That is, it's usually something inconvenient, isn't it? Like getting stuck in a traffic jam, a, a, a smaller tech issue. Um, what else? I don't know. Dogs. <laughs> Dogs. Um, we've got an old dog at the moment who wakes up very early in the morning in, and just barks because she's just, I don't know, she's just old and we haven't worked out what to do about it. You know, or a dog vomits or a baby's nappy, you've just changed it and then they fill it again and, you know, you've used the last nappy. That's actually doesn't feel that small now. Right. Pick the smallest, smallest, tiniest thing for you and start there. And and instead of seeing the I know actually the smallest thing is spilling your coffee, because I was going to say there's always something to disturb your coffee. So you've just sat down and you're just going to have that cup of tea or coffee and you're like, yes, got a moment to myself. And then the phone goes or something happens or you spill the coffee. That's the I always think that's one of the saddest things when we actually decide we're going to take some time for ourselves and we've got like a really nice biscuit or a really nice coffee and then we take it outside and it starts to rain or. We spill something, we drop something. And it's just so sad because it was such a precious moment. So you know what I'm talking about. Something that disturbs you but isn't huge. So that you can practice weathering tiny storms, stuff that disturbs your coffee, so that when the big storms come, you're like, well, I'm ready for you. I don't need to tense up and toughen up. I just need to notice how I'm feeling stay connected look after yourself maybe during a big storm you have to up your self-care maybe you need to cancel some stuff so you've got more space for yourself i don't know if you tune in to listen to your body and your heart you will find out what's the best way for you because it's very personal but knowing that You can choose to approach a storm in a different way, to not get caught up in other people's dramas, to not take everything so personally. It is possible to do this. It takes practice. So the best place to start is with something that actually isn't that important, but is really annoying. And we all know (laughs) what those kind of things are. So next time something like that happens and just see if you can notice it embrace it as an opportunity so if between this podcast episode and next week's you kind of spent the week looking for those opportunities that means that each time a tiny storm came to disturb your coffee you would see it as yeah brilliant now I can practice rather than there's always something which tends to be a default reaction right I know it is for me um so oh did you hear Rosie then was a very big snore. thank you Rosie so this week I'm going to challenge you to take the tiny irritations that tend to result in rage this like internal rage this trigger notice the trigger step back from it see it as an opportunity to practice weathering a storm notice how you feel you can use the one minute mark for this and then move from a place of connection, of self-love, of respect for yourself, and see if you can even laugh at yourself. And I don't mean at yourself as in, in a cruel way. This is really important. I mean from this respectful place of, well, <clears throat> I could have got really triggered by that, but I didn't. Isn't it funny that usually I would have done? Or You have been triggered by it, but you've pulled yourself back and you're noticing curiously and kindly that that was your reaction and you are learning and you can laugh. You can laugh with yourself. It's really important not to laugh at yourself, but with yourself. Everything needs to come from a place of deep love and self-acceptance as much as we can, because that in itself, everything's a practice. This is not about getting really good at anything. This is about practicing. This is about always coming back to these tiny, huge, life changing practices with a beginner's mind which is a zen thing always bring a beginner's mind this this um I've never done this before this isn't something I'm expert at I mean you will get better at it but the trouble is with trying to get better is that I don't know about you, but I have enough triggers on. I need to be better. I need to be better at this, better than that. So getting out of the I need to be better at weathering storms, I need to be better at neutral noticing, I need to be better at using the one minute mark. I need to be better, better, better. Yeah, cut that out. That's not good for you. You are already perfect, just as you are perfect and a work in progress and the work in progress is letting go of the constant nagging yourself to be better finding things that are wrong needing to improve yourself needing to change something about yourself and instead it's not that we don't want to be better it's that when we when we constantly bash ourselves with betterment it's not it's just not a good way to live (laughs) be on your own side so loving and accepting ourselves And then allowing ourselves to let go of all of that junk heavy. I'm not good enough. I'm never good enough. Letting go of it allows us to naturally be better. And I don't mean better as I just mean a better version of ourselves because we're not carrying all that rubbish. It's a very subtle difference, but it's very powerful. Try it. So we can get better at weathering storms by not setting it as a target to be better at weathering storms. Oh, that sounds like an oxymoron, Heidi. What I mean is, we tend to want to be better at weathering storms by toughening up. That shouldn't have affected me like that. That was an overreacting, overreaction. My skin's too thin. I'm too sensitive. You know, something wrong with me. Da, 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 da. Listen to your mind nagging you. Forget that. No, that's mean back off mind, thank you for looking after me but I've got this. I choose to notice that when I spilt my coffee it really upset me and, and I know it might feel like an overreaction but I love and respect myself and I am sensitive and I was really looking forward to sitting in the sunshine just for a few minutes on my own and really tasting that coffee rather than rushing the coffee and not really getting to enjoy it because I've been busy all day. Can you see the difference? I like that difference. I hope you do too. So I'm giving you a challenge this week to um, practice weathering big storms by noticing how you react and gently and playfully choosing to react in a more gentle way and noticing kindly and laughing with yourself at any kind of overreaction to something which really isn't that important. Uh, i'd love to know how you get on and if you want to tell me then you can email me at heidi at heidemark.co.uk. thank you please 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 leave a review subscribe and share this podcast because every time you do that you help another person have their day lifted by it and i know that that's important because you matter and everybody matters we matter How we are in the world matters. So thank you if you've already done that. Please continue to do that. I really, really appreciate it. Have an unexpectedly lovely week. To find out more about my tiny, huge, life-changing practices, please visit www.heidemark.co.uk.